Hello everyone, this is Gabor from GaborSpeaks.com and I am here today with no other than the great priest Dragos Polea who is also a meditation teacher. He is actually laughing at the moment because <laughs> I guess he's feeling embarrassed. He's also blushing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the point is that uh, no matter what happens, no matter how much Dragos is blushing, we are going to talk today about um, well meditation spirituality about implications what it can bring to our life mm -hmm. what it uh, has brought to our life and all the options we have talked a bit before with Dragos and we agreed that we uh, will try to keep this conversation on a level that everybody can understand so unless you really hate the topic spirituality <laughs> I really ask you to bear with us and have some great implications that you can also apply in, our, in your lives and also to listen to some interesting theories that might challenge your current worldview. Mm, sounds good. I know that's uh, something that people don't really like nowadays. Mm -hmm. Everybody seems to like their own worldview, but maybe yeah. a bit... Uh, later about that if it comes to the conversation mm -hmm. if not no problem but i want to ask you first dragos yeah. who are you what is it that you are doing mm -hmm. and why should we listen to you okay so let's start with who i am this has many answers uh one of the answers that i like the most is i am and that's all however for the everyday person. Uh, I'm basically a meditation trainer, a wellness coach, and I would also call myself like a spiritual teacher, but I wouldn't go that far. I would stay more at meditation trainer. And this is basically what I do. I teach people how to meditate and I help people expand their consciousness to, in a way, understand that there is much more to life than what we were taught that it is, especially at school or in, in our society. In a nutshell, that's what they do. And why should we listen to you? Oh, okay. Well, it's up to you. But if you really know why, it's because I have 10 years of experience, almost 11 years of meditation and i've been through many many experiences uh spiritual experiences and not only that i've learned a lot through this process but i have also put into practice many of these techniques with great results also in my life and also in other people's lives so i know for sure that the topic that i'm talking about it's real it's valid and it's working okay can you give an example? Because that's mm -hmm. something that everybody can say. Yeah. Of course, that my methods are working and these mm -hmm. are great, etc. So at least uh, one anecdote as an evidence to, to yeah. support what you claim. Yeah, sure. Um, so basically, uh, I had a friend that she was suffering for two months of a severe headache, like migraine. And she went to medics, she went to doctors, she went to everything, to pills, nothing seemed to work. And one time, one day on a, uh, after like she got like a, let's say a, a night message or a message in the dream, 
she contacted me and she explained like, okay, I don't know what's happening. I have this headache. Maybe you can do something. And I was like, okay, let's try. So basically I connected with her. I did a meditation with her. And surprisingly, after that meditation, the pain, the migraine went away after two, two months, almost three months of constant pain with no, no breaks, no nothing. So I know for sure that my techniques works because I have proof from other people and it's not just like, you know, like, oh, they feel better. And I have like real proof of that. Why did she have a headache? Is that something you can say? Yeah, basically, um, it was stuck energy. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I, what I felt it was a lot, a lot of energy stuck in the head and it had nowhere to go. So basically it was like a lot of pressure. So basically what I did is I instructed her to move the energy down and to clear the path. Once she did that, her headache went away. When I'm listening to this reason, I'm wondering how not everybody on this earth has the same <laughs> headache <laughs> because we are all stuck in our minds or at least uh, many of us I think uh-huh. and yeah we don't really let ourselves uh, out of it oh yeah that's true okay because, because nobody told us how to uh-huh. I mean like nobody re- really teaches us how, how to use this body how to use our mind our like intelligence intuition Mm-hmm. All of that, they're just like flower power concepts in this <laughs> society, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's more about control because, you know, like if you take responsibility for yourself mm-hmm. and you um, cultivate your powers, your talents, etc., then you're a threat to, to the establishment. Oh, yeah. Well, that's okay. Let's not go to conspiracies, at least not for now. (laughs) We're going to keep that for later. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because whenever we have a conversation is like eventually we get there. We get there. You know, like (laughs) this is our our argumentum at Hitlera, you know, like uh, like, if there is a debate online, eventually it always gets to Hitler. (laughs) And when it comes to our conversations, we always get to conspiracies. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, conspiracies are fun and talking about that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like let's let's not do that for now. What I want to hear more about is that um, maybe your past, or not maybe definitely your past, mm-hmm. because um, I have my past, past, past. Oh uh, yeah, uh-huh. past and past. Mm-hmm. Yes, because uh, I listened to a podcast with you. And yes. that's when you described your awakening process that, mm-hmm. as far as I remember, was a long one. And uh, for those, that is, I guess, most of my listeners who mm-hmm. haven't listened to that podcast, mm-hmm. can you please sum it up, how this process went for you? Yep, yep. Um, so basically what led me to where I am now, basically exploring many more dimensions of what we call life, because basically we were taught that what we what we think is life is actually very limited you know there's like limited to our body our mind and there's nothing else and also like material how i started it it was because of curiosity that's what was the driving factor in my awakening because even from a very very young age i was extremely curious about the world and i really wanted to understand like 
what's happening, where we are, like, what's this reality, what's this dimension? I, I'm like, I, that was my question back then. And I was like really young when I was asking these type of questions. And I remember like the one with the eyes that I think when I was like five or six, I asked my mother like, okay, why can I not see life from your eyes and I can see from mine? And I'm like, I wanted to understand like why I can see from here, from this body and I cannot see from your body because like we, we seem to be the same. And of course, like when I asked that question, my mother was like baffled and my grandmother was like, saying like Dragos are you okay should we call the the medics like is <laughs> seriously yeah, yeah that's yeah basically but in a joking way or um in a way joking and serious way okay and then I understood like okay this is not uh, uh the place to ask more questions about it um and then I went further and I thought that okay maybe science can give me the answer so I went into science I went to, to into biology chemistry, physics, I got some answers, but I could still feel that it was not enough. I was very good at understanding concepts, understanding the world and seeing the bigger picture of how things work. But science was, I, I could feel that it was, it was limiting. It was like such a limiting concept because in a way, yes, it's limiting because it just focuses on the physical material stuff. I continued with science, I followed biology, like this was like, uh, also I finished the college in biology. And at one point I discovered spirituality, but not, it was not back then, it was not called spirituality, it was called, I discovered meditation. Out of nowhere, started practicing it, just because I thought it was cool. And the more I practiced, the more I, I felt better. So that was the primary cause that why I was practicing. It was because I could feel relaxed. I could feel like more, I could sleep better and I was not feeling so anxious. And later on, I realized that meditation was actually a tool that I, that I could use to, in a way, explore this subtle, more subtle dimension. Because in science also, you need tools to basically measure stuff or do research and I do I do believe that meditation was my tool in order to do this deeper research into this reality and from there on I just continued with meditation I continued re reading uh, listening to podcasts listening to other people but the most important thing was not that not just knowledge or information I needed the experience I needed to have the tangible experience that yes what this person is saying is true and I can like feel it and can say like, yeah, it's true. And I was also always searching for the experience, always searching for the tangible feeling or result to know like, okay, is this true or not? And I was, I'm, and I'm still very skeptical about concepts, about different things. And I really like to, to put them to the test. And once I, put them to the test enough times then I can say like, okay, this works or this doesn't work. So basically that's how I got into this position. Well, thank God you're not interested in mass murderers, for example. <laughs> 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 Let's put this to the test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's good for everyone. Like. <laughs> I guess so. But who knows, maybe that's your path. <laughs> 
But okay, jokes aside, yeah. you were talking about um, science and mm-hmm. this is something interesting for me because from my point of view, perspective, mm-hmm. science shouldn't be so much different than spirituality in the sense that mm-hmm. um, the main theory of science is that you need to test. Yep. You need to go, you need to try, you have need to have a hypothesis mm-hmm. and you need to either prove that it works mm-hmm. or disprove it. Yeah. And that's that's basically the scientific method the way I understand it. Mm-hmm. That's um, and also this um, the falsification theory mm-hmm. that each and every theory needs is true until it's proven it, wrong. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The thing is that uh, th- this sounds like a good idea to go about spirituality as mm-hmm. well. And yeah. this maybe was also something that you were talking about, that um, that you were trying, you wanted to go and see for yourself, etc. Mm-hmm. So why is this um, dilemma or separation between science and spirituality? Because mm-hmm. as I said, for me, it doesn't seem to be all that different. Well, the scientific method in theory, and it, it makes sense. However, we have to, we are dealing here with people mm. and with egos and with, um, in a way, it's very hard to be 100% objective in science. Mm. Same thing, because we usually tend to, or scientists tend to like to prove an idea based on their concept of how, how it should be and mm. that, that's how they start from there uh, but yeah to be honest most of the science is just is just based or like it's working on this very physical aspects of life or the the, the, the past science because now uh, in the modern times we have a lot of science that proves spirituality and it's you know very well done and I, I, I actually use a lot of it that mm-hmm now more and more people have started to um, do research into these esoteric uh, dimensions or hidden aspects of life. Mm-hmm. And I, I think also Nik- Nikola Tesla had a quote, and I think it was something like, when science uh, starts researching the, the hidden or the esoteric, then they will progress in one decade more than the previous like 100, dec- 100 years or something like that. So it's basically he knew that once we go into like real sci- with real scientific data into this domain or into to, into this dimension we'll, we're going to see huge progress in society and in technology mm-hmm. uh so yeah basically to put to put it in, into a summary uh we are dealing with egos we're dealing with um people who usually are not objective and also another thing we're, we're dealing with an agenda Again, science is expensive, science needs to be funded, mm-hmm. and you get funding only for what it is of interest to people who are funding it. Mm-hmm. One way of saying it. <clears throat> so yeah, but again, there are enough scientists who are going in, in this domain, and you just need to find them. Mm-hmm. And you cannot, some of them, you cannot find them like, you know, in mainstream or on the science. You need to go a bit deeper. So mention please a couple of names. Maybe yeah. people want to do research so that yeah. they can see for themselves. Yes. Uh, so prominent uh, names are Bruce Lipton, 
uh, Joe Dispenza, and there was another name, but I forgot. I forgot it. Uh, there, there is also another uh, physis physician. It's called Nassim Hassam, another researcher that has a lot of books that published that are were published with a lot of research. Like basically, a, one book is a PhD. Like that's how many research he does. Like crazy. Another guy is David Wilcock. Um, he also has like a lot of books with a lot of researches, especially like Russian Russian researches that they were working also on the pyramids and also many many other like uh, theories like anti gravity and going really into the esoteric part of life. If you want, you can always always find and from these people you can go you can go deeper because you know. Once you research one of these people, you will get the next recommendation and so on and so forth. Yeah, the, there are alternatives. And if you just uh, look at the mainstream media, those alternatives are not really obvious. Mm -hmm. Because, um, yeah, they are just uh, not really happening. And they, they don't give you a choice. No. Basically, they just say, this is how it is and that's all. Like, there is no other, there's no other perspective, there's no other choice. Yeah. And the thing is that I think most of us maybe they don't even want to hear it because for example i mm -hmm. had a conference that was close to here in ICE. we are mm -hmm. talking about a huge conference hall in krakow it was full of people main, mainly corporate people mm -hmm. and there was one guy maybe maybe he was following the research of john Wilcock. but yeah like one of these names yeah. and he had done his own research mm -hmm. And what he said, basically, things like um, it's not really true that, mm -hmm. for example, the Newton laws, they work all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's not really proven that it has been always working like that. Mm -hmm. So it's maybe it's not really laws set in stone. Mm -hmm. It is just the universe, how the universe acts like right now. Yeah. That it's more like a habit, mm -hmm. not not so much uh, a law as, as a, a absolute absolute law. Exactly, yeah. mm -hmm. that it it can actually change. Yes, and so that's he said things like this, and then when I I, I thought that wow, this is so amazing, mm -hmm. what a fantastic idea. Yeah. He was also talking about the brain that it looks from his research, mm -hmm. it's more like a receiver, yes. that nothing is really created in the brain. Mm -hmm. It's more like receives information from somewhere else. Yep. And again, my reaction was like, wow, this mm -hmm. is so amazing. And when I talked to the people later, like, uh, we had, yeah, this, this is also an important detail. We had four lectures. Mm -hmm. And this one was the most interesting for me. I mm -hmm. don't even remember what the rest was. It yeah. was some, some topic, like, I don't know, feminism in the corporate world or some bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that, yeah. like, okay. Uh -huh. like, it's, I, I don't know. I don't really remember. Maybe it wasn't that. doesn't yeah. really matter. <clears throat> the, the point was that for everyone that I talked to, this, what I loved, this mm -hmm. lecture was bullshit. Mm -hmm. And they loved what I thought was bullshit. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that it's like, okay, we can blame the mainstream media and agendas, etc. Mm -hmm. But it's essentially the world is catering to what we want. Yeah, basically. 
So if you don't want to see things, mm -hmm. then these, let's call them evil powers or whatever, they are going to help us not to mm -hmm. see that. Well, it's also like in our brains, we have a lot of filters. So uh -huh. usually what we're interested in, uh, we tend to see more. And what we're not interested in, or what is not part of our model of reality, we tend to ignore. Uh -huh. It's bullshit. Because, again, we create this model of reality, or it's, we adopt it, actually, we don't create it. We adopt this model of reality from our childhood and uh, society. And then when somebody comes and challenges it, and says like, oh, actually, maybe it's not that, maybe something different, then we tend to be defensive. And this defensiveness, the, this mechanism of defense is usually like, we tend to ignore it or to deny it, even if the facts are like right in front of us. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's basically psychology. Mm -hmm. And it's normal because um, we don't like to use resources to change. Mm -hmm. We like to, to just go with what was working before it's like less resources, but it's, it's already automatic. And usually when something new comes, it's like, ah, uh, it's like, I don't want to change. It's like, I don't want to get, I don't want to learn something new. Like the old method is good. It's working for me. I'm not going to change. So just like deny it. So what was your point in this life when you said that, okay, this um, like old scientific way of thinking, focusing only on the material world mm -hmm. is not really working for me. I want to do something else in your case yeah. meditation so mm -hmm. what, what was this point when you said like ah this is what I need to it's do. it was it was not a point like uh, to be honest because it was a feeling that that I had it with me all the time and mm -hmm. I still have it it was a feeling that there is something more that I don't know but I know that there has to be something more and I guess this this is what you call a calling or an intuition I just felt that there has to be more there has to be more than what we are thought than than what we are teached and I just wanted to find to find it out uh -huh. and I had like this almost like this desire to like to satisfy it's like okay like where is it that information or that um, the thing that I'm actually searching for because I was, I was going into science to better understand the, the reality that we are living in. And it just like, it, it didn't give me all the answers that I knew that in a way I felt that there should be more. So I went deeper and I just, I'm open. I'm, I'm always like an open person, but at the same time, I'm, I'm skeptic. So I'm open and, and skeptic. I was like, I, I, I receive information. I put it on the back burner and then I test it out through life experience uh -huh. if it stands the test and if I get results it's like okay I think it's this concept or this idea is working if not just throw it out or there you go and what are the results that are look uh, that you're looking for well it's usually I test it out and I see like okay is it a positive outcome um, because to be honest let's say let's let's go with uh, manifestation okay because this is a concept that we hear a lot this time it's like oh you can manifest reality you can do stuff i was like okay let's test it out so i did the practices i did what they were telling and then i saw results results that i couldn't say it was coincidences actually at the beginning i said like oh it's a coincidence then i did it again and again and again and it was like coincidence after coincidence after coincidence and I was can like, you give us a story 
of there are many there are just many. one well i remember i remember for example one one story where i was less i was uh, traveling and i was uh, for example in portugal and i really wanted uh, to travel and have a partner to travel with and in a way i i, I, I said the intention and what happened was like by my surprise it's i said the intention i forgot about it and then next year i got exactly what i was asking for because i got a partner that i was traveling with all the time and i traveled in that year as much as i traveled in the in like in like 10 years so in a way like i got the desire exactly what i wanted but it was later on and it usually happened like that uh, i was asking for something and i usually tend to for i forgot about it and then it happened and i was like oh wait like i, I actually asked for this um and now and this was like a big stuff and then like many other small stuff like i don't know i wanted to eat something and then i went home and my mother was cooking that i mean like okay coincidence or when i was doing a test in the in the in the college i knew what the what subjects i would get and i was learning just those subjects and i did this and that was the subject that, that i that, that i got so in a way again you know like how many coincidences could, could there be <laughs> you know at one point you need to say like okay like this shit works like <laughs> <laughs> nice so if this shit works as you say then uh, mm -hmm. why okay well i wanted to ask why is society so closed uh, to to spirituality but I, i don't really agree that the society is so closed anymore because i feel no, that more there and is more people, yeah. yeah more and more people who are interested mm -hmm. in um, in spirituality So why was there and why is there still this concept that spirituality is essentially bullshit? Mm -hmm. It's just some weird women talking about some stupid stuff and we just yeah. we should just ignore it. It's also also because in a way it's it's not explained because it's it's very mystified. You know, it's like very mystic and it's like in a way like it's you use words that you don't really understand. However, you can explain spirituality with science and really give like real terms and then explain the same concept in a scientific language that everybody will understand or everybody understand and then once you do this and then you really put in the practice you will see that oh actually it works so it's not it's not that i think it's it's a man it's a it's a um, language barrier or how do you explain it to people because if you explain it in the mystical way like oh you need, if you like pray to i know to to shiva then you will get what you need okay yeah maybe if you say it the other way that if you generate a certain emotion that has a certain vibration and that vibration will resonate with the reality that you want and that then reality will be magnetically attracted to you because it's a law of, of physics and also we live in a quantum reality not in a physical this is another huge topic then if you explain it like that it kind of like it will start to make more sense to 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 the person does it, it does it make sense can you guess my next question no i well, want to put put you into test i think you could even logically <laughs> yeah it's like what is the quantum reality no uh, then i don't know it's example? like give, exactly <laughs> give us an example oh, okay. nice <laughs> you are uh, good <laughs> Like I saw this, um, for example, 
I was very, I, like, I was very skeptic about this domain. Um, and I, but I understood it because I was practicing it a lot. And then what happened is I found Joe Dispenza and he started explaining it scientifically exactly what I was going through and what I was experiencing. And then like, I understood, I, I was like, I resonated so much because I understood the language of science. And I also was practicing a lot in this domain of spirituality. So then when both of them came together, the language or the method of, of explaining and the experiences, then it just like clicked. And I was like, okay, this is how I should explain also to, to the people. Because uh-huh. like, to be honest, mo- most of the time when it comes to, the, to, to females, they don't really need that much explanation logically because they are like mostly feeling. It's like, oh, like I feel it. So it's like, this is a confirmation for me. I need to explain it mostly to men because men are very logical. So they're like, okay, I need to understand logically what is happening so I can like understand the process. Uh-huh. So in that way, I explain the process, I explain the brain, I explain everything. And then once they understand, like from a logical perspective, what is happening, then we can go into practice and then they're like, okay, let's, let's see. Uh-huh. They're more open to, to really doing it. It's interesting what you say, because I went, uh, <clears throat> to a training that was mm-hmm. about singing yes. about group singing how we feel each other etc mm-hmm. and not uh, so organized as in a choir for example mm-hmm. but it was really group singing like contribute yes. something that you feel is right in the moment so mm-hmm. that was a spiritual kind of thing mm-hmm. and then after that we were talking about uh, our experiences mm-hmm. and what I said is uh, like I asked the question about conditional love how mm-hmm. it works how ca- could I get it, etc. Con- conditional love? Unconditional, unconditional love. Did okay. I say conditional yeah, love? I heard okay. Yeah. Well, it's uh, now my life is more about conditional love, but back then it uh-huh. was more about unconditional love because yeah. I didn't know how to get it. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> the guy explained how it works that, you know, like if you are looking for un conditional love under certain conditions it's not really unconditional so like you mm-hmm. know like that that was the logical answer yes and what i what my answer was is that i understand everything what you say logically but i don't feel it yeah and then a woman from the crowds i'm not even sure she heard my answer but she just stood up with huge eyes huge smile she just said that oh well I have no idea what you are saying with your words, but I feel everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy said, you two should meet. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was, that was really, really interesting. This is like the polarity, you know, cause we mm-hmm. have the mind and then we have the feeling. Uh-huh. And in a way you need to combine those uh-huh. you need to have the information and then the the feeling of those of those information and then you have like the complete set if you have the information and you don't have the experience it's just like you know cool like cool words that's all uh-huh. if you have the experience but you don't have you don't have the information then it's a lot of confusion uh-huh. you need to have both you can you can go like first understanding it and then experiencing it which is what I usually do 
or there is the other way where you can experience it and then like later on understand what 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 was going on but either way you need both and this is this is what i'm i'm trying to to teach is i'm trying to teach the information and then it's like okay let's practice it let's practice it and implement it because once you have the experience then the information makes sense mm-hmm. and then you see like oh actually maybe something it's something more than what i thought is possible you know and that and then like for this little little practices you start breaking out of your like shell mm-hmm. that is like that like basically breaking out of the matrix mm-hmm. or this like constructed reality that we we think is like the only one mm-hmm. and once you keep doing this more and more and more you realize oh actually there is more to life i just like didn't realize it and it's a it's a gradual process you cannot do this at once because it's too much of a shock to the system mm-hmm. you need to do it step by step just like explore this new dimension like one step at a time like take one step one step back one step one step back one step back and keep like training and let's say getting more familiar with this new dimension Mm -hmm. so yeah this is my approach to teaching and to everything i do because i know it it it, it's a gradual process and why should we even start my friend that's Uh, we were we were talking we used to be colleagues mm-hmm. and at one point i told him that i would want to go towards spirituality more to have this understanding and he said that well basically he said i want to take the blue pill i want to mm-hmm. stay in the matrix thank you very much mm-hmm. Mater- materialism is fine for me yeah And yeah, like our, that's where we parted ways. Yeah. We met maybe once or twice later mm-hmm. and uh, and never again. And we, we used to be close friends. Mm-hmm. So what's, um, like it's, it's not so much about um, friendship, but the question is more about uh, why should we go, why should we take the red pill? Why shouldn't mm-hmm. we just stay in the matrix forever and ever? Well, that's the thing, you can do that. Mm-hmm. You can stay in this in this reality as much as you wish you know and, and, and as many lifetimes as you wish however i before i before I, i give the answer i want to explain more about what is spirituality or mm-hmm. this concept because i feel that it's very you know when people say like oh what do you get out of spirituality is like they don't really understand what it means mm-hmm. or like what it represents like mm-hmm. i understand it because i've been on the other side okay It's you are stupid. <laughs> no judgment. But you are stupid. <laughs> anyway, like <laughs> Um no, it's it's is to put it simple, it's just another model of reality. Uh-huh. Um and it's a much easier much easier much and much simpler model mm-hmm. let's say a model of reality or a dimension where everything happens much easier much faster and with much less effort mm-hmm. um, because in a way it's less denser than 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 this this model of reality where we believe that things take time we need to put effort we need to make sacrifices we need to like almost sell a part of our soul to get something So in a way this reality that we are at the moment this material it's very taxing 
it's very conditional everything that you do is with the condition it's like oh you want this oh you need to get this the other reality which is i, I call it the spiritual one it's basically a, a bigger vision um it's much it's much it's much more unconditional so you get things much easier and you get things for free because that is our nature like when you get go into spirituality you go back into nature into the natural order of how things are because look at nature nature is incredibly abundant incredibly organized the, if you look at the tree and when is the time for it to, to grow fruits or it grows a lot of fruit is like an, an incredible ab abundance of fruit right mm -hmm. and it's, it's there for free it's not like oh okay give me like 10 zloty and i will give you one fruit says the mm -hmm. tree it's not like that so in a way spirituality is going back to our nature to how we actually are mm -hmm. and i know it's it may be hard to understand uh, because of words but once you experience it once you really go on the other side and experience it then you will not you will not you do you do not want to come back mm -hmm. because in a way why people don't want to leave this this matrix or this like like let's say physical reality is because they still want to play in it they mm -hmm. still want to play with uh, with trying to prove proving something to, to to someone or to themselves uh trying to effort trying to like conquer stuff they still want to play in this in these beliefs in these games mm -hmm. and it's simply because on the other side you don't have these games Mm -hmm. It's like you have completely other games, completely other like structures and beliefs. And if you don't want to be in a society where you're free, like fully loved, fully accepted and completely and unconditionally like loved and getting everything that you need, then you don't want to you don't want to play in those in those in those realities. Because I know a lot of people, for example, I was I, I would ask them, OK, if you have all the money. In the world and you didn't w want to work anymore what would you do they'll be like oh i'll probably get get bored so i'll, I'll, I'll work anyway mm -hmm. you know so it's like that in a way is telling me that that in a way is telling me that they want to still play in this reality they mm -hmm. still want to play in this in this dimension because somebody who wants freedom they will try to switch and play and go into that reality where they have just freedom mm -hmm. so it's not about good or bad it's about where do you want to play mm -hmm. in what in what concepts in what reality in what beliefs do you want to play do mm -hmm. you want to play in the one the ones where you need to struggle when you need to prove when you need to fight or the ones where you need to just relax and enjoy and receive everything that you need mm -hmm. so it's as simple as that i think like when when i think back mm -hmm. of my times in the matrix when I was still working in corporations and getting salary from them, etc., mm -hmm. this word seemed to be the one that you are talking about. That it's comfortable. That uh, all my needs are met. That uh, how how to say everything is managed. Mm -hmm. I'm in a well-defined system, etc. Mm -hmm. So like I felt miserable, mm -hmm. but on the other hand, I also felt super safe. Yeah. And the spiritual world, it seemed to be somehow scary. Mm -hmm. And even when uh, 
I needed needed to face yeah in parentheses yeah uh, love this that seemed to be scarier option mm-hmm. to feel love to give love mm-hmm. to admit I love somebody etc mm-hmm. seemed to be much scarier than the option that I already had yeah. that is um, pretty much an emotionless world where all the material needs are met yeah. So it was miserable, but really, really safe. Mm-hmm. So what, what, my, what I'm pointing at is that uh, my perspective back then is that the spiritual world seemed to be the world that was more dangerous. Mm-hmm. And the world that I was in was that seemed to be the safe one. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because the world that we live in is everything this all that we know. That we know mm-hmm. Right. It's just like this is what we're familiar with mm-hmm. and once you start exploring new territories new dimensions at first they're scary they're like because mm-hmm. they're unknown they're unpredictable it's a way of thinking that you're not used to mm-hmm. so of course it's scary at the beginning but at for me at, I, I got to a point where the spiritual world makes complete sense and this world is start to make less and less sense to me I to a point that I, I believe that I will detach completely from it because it, it won't make sense anymore. Mm-hmm. So yes, at the beginning, of course, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like more fearful because you're, <coughs> you're changing every aspect of yourself. Like job is just one of it. If you are called to it because you got the calling, mm-hmm. you, you're not just like, oh, like, let's, let's do this and then you went. No, you got an inner calling to, to go forward. Right? Yes, a strong one. Yeah. Because people don't usually go there without this calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's very hard to detach from the matrix, from the, from the normal, let's say, systems or structures. Because mm-hmm. this is all that we knew. Everybody knows this. All of our friends are there. You know, so it's like, why would I leave it? But when you get this inner calling to go, you almost cannot resist it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, but again, it's a gradual process of going and discovering the other side. But also one thing that I wanted to mention is you're not actually leaving the other world. You're just like integrating this smaller world into this bigger world, which we call spirituality. And then you're just like, you're, you're just playing in a bigger game. That's all. This is basically what's, what's happening. And I know at the beginning it's scary because it's a lot of unpredictable stuff and you know, uh, nobody taught us like what's next or what's happening mm-hmm. so of course it's scary but the results if you persist and if you go forward is a million times better than you can any, like ever ex- like imagine or expect this is what I get from 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 my experience from my meditations it's I may not have everything perfect on the exterior yet but I had meditations where I experienced so much love, so much peace, so many like incredible states that nothing on the exterior could, could give me this. Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. So I know for sure that it is completely worth it to go there and to take the leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Okay. That sounds like a nice pitch. For oh, yeah. spirituality, <laughs> <laughs> a bit more than one minute, <laughs> so it's not an elevator one. 
<laughs> Unless you go up in the Burj Khalifa or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more like a lunch one. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the lunch pitch. The lunch pitch, yeah. Like 30 minutes one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool, cool. I like it. And uh, I also wanted to um, talk about this part of spirituality when you already have an organized spirituality, let's say a traditional way. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about now religions. Mm-hmm. Because we live in Poland and uh, it's a very Catholic country. Yeah. And Catholics say, or at least many of them, priests, mm-hmm. people that believe deeply in the Catholic faith, is that um, many of those practices, let it be meditation, yoga, tantra, etc., that it comes from the devil. Mm-hmm. And that's I, I remember one guy who said that, uh, well, asked me what is it that I'm doing, etc., mm-hmm. and what is it that he can try. And then I said that, well, I think Tantra could help you huge mm-hmm. deal. His reaction was that, no, I don't want to do this because I don't want to expose myself to demonic attacks. Yeah. And I was like, this answer shocked me so much that I, I didn't even know what the fuck to say. <laughs> like, you, you are in the Catholic Church and you are not afraid of demonic attacks. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> okay, like uh, maybe let's not go there. Let's not criticize uh-huh. uh, the Catholic Church and its demons because mm-hmm. I think there is a lot. But uh, like the point is, like, what, what uh, do you say to people that have already some form of spirituality that comes from organized religions? Mm-hmm. And why... Um, well, what is it that they could try? What is it that they could uh, experiment with? Well, in a, in a way that, in a way, I don't really try to force anybody into any ideas. Uh-huh. So if they pre- if they come already with uh, like their own like spirituality or their own systems, and they say like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm not gonna interrupt them. You know, it's like okay, just do do what you need to do. Yeah, you are not a good Catholic. We get it. <laughs> 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 no, it's, uh, it's, I wouldn't. I wouldn't assign myself to any re- uh, any religion. Yeah, yeah. it's because I don't need one. To uh-huh. be honest, because my connection is directly with God. Like I don't need an, an interpreter, so, uh-huh. in a way. Uh, so yeah, to be honest, with, when it comes to religion, uh, most of the religions are they have a, a bit of truth in them, but they are used in a way of control. In, of control of keeping people stuck to the to the religion or to the institution instead mm-hmm. of giving them the tools to free themselves mm-hmm. and to connect with God with this inner intelligence with the love within by themselves because mm-hmm. that's basically what religion is is like it's connecting you with God mm-hmm. and of course they, they they say that this type of practices are uh, demonic can they be of course any type of spiritual practice can be demonic mm-hmm. or benevolent. It all it always depends on the intention behind it. Mm-hmm. So you can you can play in, in both realms or so in both polar, polarities if you wish. So is it a bit like what to use the hammer for? Exactly. Like you can build a house with it or, or destroy or something. Yeah, exactly. Or destroy a house. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I and I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I love the train, right? 
Now I am demonic. Itu protect bomb So yeah, basically when it comes to to religion, it's I do believe that yeah, some of them are like true and they have a, a, a bit of truth in them and also it really depends on the person. Because uh-huh. some people they really are connected with this unconditional love and you will feel it because it's it's impossible not to not to feel this. Yeah. Uh, some of them they're not con- they're not connected with with unconditional love they're f- they're connected with conditional love mm-hmm. which this is usually it's a it's a it's a means of control it's like i give you love if you bam 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 mm-hmm. if you dance how i how i want you to dance mm-hmm. and basically you're not giving the other person the freedom to be themselves and to do whatever they wish or to have this connection with god that I don't know, maybe they need at that moment. Um, and yes, again, of course, most people have this, the Catholic says this, because if they, if people go into these practices, they will start to have this connection with God by themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you have this connection with God by yourself, do you re- do you, are you so so much more attached to the, t- to the church or less attached? You know, they start to like, the attachment will be less and less because like, oh, but I have this connection within me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to go to you to connect me. Mm-hmm. I can go to myself to connect directly with God mm-hmm. or the universe or source or however you want to call it. This is what I believe is happening. But again, everyone needs to go on their own path because maybe that's what they need to you know, go to the next step. So when you say these things, aren't you talking against yourself? Why? So why would people need meditation teachers when they can connect <laughs> to God by themselves? Oh, that's good. Well, I mean, you don't need because if you can do that by yourself and you know how to do that, amazing. Hmm. If you don't know, I will teach you the tools to connect to it, but I will not say what to do with mm-hmm. the information or or with the the knowledge that you have. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to direct you in any way I'm just i'm just like teaching how to use the tool and then you decide how to use it in your life mm-hmm. as simple as that yeah and i think that there is also something in the <coughs> catholic church because i don't want to have these only in these negative vibes against mm-hmm. uh, the church because i met there are several people who were actually like legit loving people yeah that as you said they had the unconditional love in themselves mm-hmm. but everybody has but they could also show express it, it and yeah. express it in in really beautiful ways mm-hmm. in in ways that amazed me yeah. so many times so many times oh my god mm-hmm. like i met really amazing people yeah. that were in the in the catholic church i also wanted to have your opinion because the way i i see it is mm-hmm. that spirituality is more about looking for a way like mm-hmm. yes, yes, you said like uh, the scientific method, looking for something, mm-hmm. the truth, proving something, and experiencing something, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to religion, mm-hmm. I always look at the etymology of Latin words yeah. because this word it also comes from Latin. Uh-huh. You, you know the meaning, right? Or no. What, what is it? Religion means uh, religare uh-huh. to bind. To bind. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I bind myself to this. Yeah. And the way I understand religion, 
is that let's stay with the catholic example mm -hmm. is that they were binding themselves to a message that really came from god yeah that this is something that i give to you the old testament mm -hmm. you know that is a more how to say cruel world yeah it is not there anymore i mean it's there but now it should be different now mm -hmm. i give you love and you need to spread love now mm -hmm. and then jesus and his followers said you know this will be my religion fine mm -hmm. i'm binding myself to this message and to spreading the mm -hmm. message and now maybe it is time I, I, I don't think jesus had a religion in in the sense that yeah. i am committing myself yeah. so i'm binding Commit, myself yeah. makes sense yeah so this uh -huh. religion in this sense yeah yeah not not in the sense of organized something mm -hmm. <clears throat> so religion that i'm i'm going to do this shit yeah no matter what i am mm -hmm. uh, this is what i mean by this this sense of religion and maybe now it's time for for another religion that i don't know what it is yet mm -hmm. or maybe to to reassure the old religion this sort of religion that we are here Mm -hmm. to spread love to experience mm -hmm. love to spread love to prepare other people mm -hmm. how to do that mm -hmm. so i don't know what 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 do you think because if we accept that there is an awakening a mm -hmm. mass awakening that is happening now or at least more and more people are awakening yeah. why mm -hmm. okay so there are so many topics there like <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> I like to challenge people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something new is 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 it's it's emerging, mm -hmm. um, which is not new. Mm -hmm. That's another uh, another thing, um, and I wouldn't say it's a new religion because it's not as binding as the other religion would be. Mm -hmm. Yes, in a way, you need to make an, a, a commitment to unconditional love. Because it's it's really a commitment, mm -hmm. you know. Because um, otherwise, if you if you're not committed to unconditional love, then you will go back to your old way, which mm -hmm. is basically like fear based and control based, and you know what you what we were like taught for many years. Yes. So yeah, I do believe that in a way you need to be committed and to be disciplined and say like yes, I will follow the the ways of unconditional love. Yes, I do believe that, but I don't need that the people will will need a, a religion anymore because they by themselves will be self-sufficient and like self-independent in order for them to really connect just with themselves. And now you're talking about organized religion, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like to this, I, I'm, I'm telling like what is this, this something new that is happening. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Because I this old old type of old type of religion, yes, it has some parts that are true, but it also has some other parts that are meant to enslave and to control people, like to make them like smaller and to say like, oh, you're not worthy, you're sinner, you're all of this, you're not worthy to talk with God, mm -hmm. and all of that. I guess we're and now we're going to 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 a place where you no longer have, in a way that is like, okay. You do what is what you feel is is good for you, because I nobody nobody knows what is good for you, absolutely nobody. You know what is good for you, 
mm-hmm. by your feeling, by by your inner guidance. Mm-hmm. That's 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 your that's where you should take your direction from, from your inner guidance, like the real one, because you can you can have fake ones that comes from mind, mind control, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. If you really connect to this inner guidance from the heart, then you'll be able to decide on which path is the best for you. Because I, I, I really like don't like it when somebody else says like, oh, this path is good for you. How do you know? Like, are you God? Like, only God knows what is good for you, mm-hmm. you know? And you need to connect to it to know like what is the next step for you. Because otherwise you're just like playing in this old structures where you think like, oh, if you do this, you'll be good. No, like you need to, you need to create your own path. Basically, what what is happening now? What you know, we have we, we hear this term like what's awakening? What's what's that? Basically, awakening is you're gaining more consciousness. That's that's all that it, that it is. It's like if before your vision was like limited and small. The more you gain consciousness, the more you're able to see, the more perspective you have, the, and the more you see, the more consciousness you have. And when you get to a point where you can see the bigger picture and you can see that everything has a good and bad side, then you can say like, oh, you're starting to awaken. Because what, what we're seeing now in the world is basically a lot of people, they thought that, oh, like these structures, these authorities, they just like want our benefit or like it's, they're working in our, in our, in, in the, in, for us, for uh, the best of of us and then now people are starting to see that maybe it's not the case that maybe it they have ulterior motives maybe they have an agenda that is not good for us and they start to see the shadow of the world mm-hmm. because this is in a way what be becoming more conscious you see the light and you see the shadow at the same time once you see both both dimensions, both realities, then you will see the, the complete picture. Because before we just saw the picture where, oh, you know, they want to help us. But in the background, they were doing something like evil or malicious. Mm-hmm. And now when you're when you're awakened, you can see both sides. You can see what is hidden in the background or in the in the shadow. Make sense? Mm-hmm. So that is basically awakening or gaining consciousness. You, you see more, you perceive more. And you are, once you see it, you cannot unsee it. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. It's once you're there, it's like you're there. Like you cannot go back. You can try, but it will not work. Yeah. So like after tra- taking the red pill and you get out of the matrix, there is no, no, no going, going back. back. Nope. Only destruction maximum. Yeah. Like this uh, a destruction. That's another thing. Uh-huh. It, this process may seem like it's a destruction or it's like it's everything is falling down yes because it is like the old structures are falling down everything that you built your life on it will start to fall down mm-hmm. because new structures will start to be rebuilt mm-hmm. so yes and in i also heard that the process of enlightenment is a process of destruction it is because everything that is keeping you from this enlightened state will be destroyed will be um removed or let go of because enlightenment is our natural state but we put a lot of barriers to it 
a lot of structures, a lot of walls, a lot of defenses to it. And when you start going on this path, all of those structures, all of those defenses start to crumble, start to break down. And then you feel like, oh, I'm dying. No, you're not dying. The old part of you is dying. The one that you believe that you are, but you're not that. You're mm -hmm. much more than this. So yeah, that's basically for the people who are going through it, just so, it, so they know they're not dying, they're just awakening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it still can be tough. It and, is. Uh, wh what to do with this uh, consciousness, with this gained new consciousness? Mm -hmm. Because uh, as we said, a lot of people are awakening now, mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily not necessary that they actually know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So how to do what you suggest and connect to a deeper intuition? Mm -hmm. And how can we differentiate what is our deeper in intuition and what is the institution yeah. that tells us to do the old shit mm -hmm. or the old shit in a new form? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, to be honest, this, all, this comes through practice, mm -hmm. through a lot of practice, a lot of meditation, because you need to, f you need to feel the difference. Mm -hmm. This is how I feel, I, I feel it, because through my years of practice, uh, I became very sensitive to energy, very mm -hmm. sensitive to vibration. and. I kind of like feel if these emotions comes from a deeper part within me or it's a program. How do I know? I just feel it. I, they feel different. Mm -hmm. That's the work. It's you need to practice to become more sensitive. And then when you become more sensitive, you will feel the difference between these two vibrations because they're like one is very high and one is very low. Mm -hmm. Once you feel the difference, then you will start to discern between what is good and what is bad. This is the same in, I know, in when people are talking, you are able to, to discern like, okay, is this person saying bullshit or is this the truth? Because you will feel it. Like even if you don't know about the information, like the information will resonate with your body and you will feel like if it's true or not. So here is where the practice is. I, I suggest like people who awaken it to start having a practice. A, a, like a quote-unquote spiritual practice either meditation or yoga or breath work or you know whatever works for them but to have a practice because they need to train their body that's the most important thing because your body holds a lot of old structures a lot of like old memories old beliefs and you, once you once you do these type of practices it will help your body to remove this these old structures and reinst and install the, the new the new ones that are that are coming on the planet. Mm -hmm. So practice a lot, a lot of practice. That's what I would suggest. What kind of, for example, like you mentioned, of course, uh, breath work, meditation, etc. But yep. can you be more concrete? What is it that people could try? Yes. So basically, uh, when it comes to meditation, um, I suggest to just start the practice of meditation at least 20 minutes a day, at least. Because what will happen is you will start to shift your attention from the exterior to you. And what will happen, you will start to gain more information about yourself, more awareness. Because this is what meditation does, it increases awareness about yourself. It will start with your body, you'll see how your body feels. Oh, I feel like this, I feel like that. I feel tired, I feel like stressed, blah, blah, blah. 
then it will go deeper. You'll see, you'll start to be aware of your thoughts. Like, oh, I'm thinking this, oh, I'm thinking that. And you'll become more and more aware. Then you'll become aware of your emotions and how you feel. And also this awareness will persist also outside of meditation. So you will start to be aware of these changes in real time. And then it will go deeper and deeper to the point where you will feel your energy. And this will come after a while. And once you feel your energy and really can stay connected to it, then you will start to feel the very subtle changes in vibration. Mm -hmm. And then you will start to feel the entire universe that is happening within you. So it's a gradual process. It's not overnight. Mm -hmm. It's a gradual process of getting more in touch with yourself, getting more in touch with the subtle aspects of yourself. Like with your body, with your mind, with your thoughts, with your emotions, and so on and so forth, till you get to, to the energy part. And basically, you can just start by sitting in a place with your eyes closed, in a sitting position, not laying down, because if you lay down, you'll fall asleep. Sitting and just focusing on your breath for 20 minutes, just to create focus. Because this is another thing that people lack, they lack focus. And this is the first the first step you need to focus on your breath and pay attention and whenever your attention goes away to something else just bring it back and this is how you train your focus exactly like training a muscle it's you train your focus like okay back to the breath it goes away oh back and you need to keep on training keep on training and then you will see results in in a very short time the more consistent you are the, the faster the results mm -hmm. And I do believe that in this period that more you will gain the results much faster. Also like a diet helps. So when it comes to diet, to have a period where you're eating very vegan. So a short period of, I don't know, one or two weeks where you're, where you're eating a lot of vegan because it will help you to clear the system. And then you can go back to the, the usual diet. So yeah, diet is very important, um, but also your 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 daily practice, mm -hmm. and then you start to be more aware. And then you, once you're aware of the systems, then you can start changing them. Because if you 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 can you cannot change something that you don't know it exists mm -hmm. in the first place. So that's another important step. Are are you saying basically that you need to observe what is happening yeah. to be aware exactly. aware? And you need to be aware what you want and to compare your existing systems to what you want. And if they don't align, then yep. just let them go. Is, in is a, that in, more? In a, not, in a nutshell, yes. Uh huh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But first, you need to, you need the awareness to know to see both sides. Uh huh. Because most of the people they don't have this awareness. They don't even know that there are two, two sides. Uh huh. That's another thing. So yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of information, a lot of knowledge, cause, but it will come with, with time. Mm -hmm. so okay. Yeah. So thinking back uh, to our conversation, because mm -hmm. now I feel it's slowly time to wrap up. Mm -hmm. Can you just uh, repeat the most important points? Mm -hmm. Saying that um, may, maybe focus on something that is useful if the yeah. goal is to cultivate awakening mm -hmm. and if to if the goal is um, 
cultivating awareness, presence, mm -hmm. all those qualities that uh, are for now mainly mm -hmm. missing mm -hmm. from our world. That's how yeah. I see it. Mm -hmm. So if you want to choose the red pill, mm -hmm. the different paths, then what should we prepare for and how should we prepare for it and what to do? You will feel it. You will feel it's time because you won't, don't want to play with in this anymore. How do you prepare for it? It's be open-minded. Be open-minded and say like, okay, let me listen to it, even if it maybe triggers me or I'm like, if it offenses me, let me listen to it. Let's gain another perspective and then compare it. And, you know, digest it. That's the beginning. After that, uh, like gain new perspectives, gain, like try to do research or listen to other people who are like outside of your normal reality, listen to their perspective and then try to practice. Like start easy, just choose a practice and try to, to implement it in your life. A simple one, I don't know, meditation or breath work or whatever you resonate with. Whenever it feels like, okay, I want to try this. Keep, keep trying it. And by you doing this, you will see, slowly see a, a progress or a change within you. Another thing is, huge, huge thing is, don't be afraid to, to take steps forward or into the unknown. Because we, we are afraid to, to, to leave the, the known or the old reality, because we don't know about the, the new reality. So yeah, another step is don't be afraid to take steps into the, the, into the new reality. And one of the most important things that I think is ask the God universe or whatever for signs or direction. It's enough to set the intention over and over again, and then you will see what will happen. And if somebody feels that um, that they need help yeah. on the path, mm -hmm. how to, to choose somebody that can really help mm -hmm. and not choose uh, charlatans? Like, of course, you would say that mm -hmm. you are not a charlatan. That's uh, <laughs> 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 but all charlatans say yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know well, how I'm, to. I'm trying, like. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing good. <laughs> That makes even more suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like, I, have lot, I, lo I have a lot of tricks. Like, yeah. <laughs> wait, what he says works, so yeah, hmm, yeah, that yeah. must be a double twist. Do right? Double like, like reverse psychology. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See w what resonates with me. Mm -hmm. That's that basically it. If you are, if you are, let's say a, like drawn to a certain speech to a certain like person to i don't know this conversation or any other then try to try to listen more to that person and and see how you feel about it how you feel about another person also the inform also the person but also the information because mm -hmm. usually this is how i i do also like if i feel light at peace and at ease when I listening to a person, I'm like, okay, like I want to know more. 
And this is how I choose also like, well, who do I listen to? It's like, depending on how I feel. If I, if I feel some resonance or like, just like shivers on my back, you know, when they're saying some, some piece of information, then I know like, okay, they're onto something. But what if you feel the shiver when somebody says, I will teach you how to make money in two days, $5 million, just come to my program, listen to me and I will teach you. It will only cost $500 just for you, just right now? Well, to be honest, it really depends on the person. Because I really do believe that if some people, yeah, they can, and other people are like super cringe. So uh -huh. it really depends on the person, I guess. I, I know it's possible because I've seen, I've seen that. I've seen people do that pretty fast, mm -hmm. but it really depends on the person. It really depends. So that's what you need to be careful of. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just like, see how you feel about the person, if it resonates, and then, I don't know, maybe talk with the person or reach out mm -hmm. and see what the feeling is. Because this, this is how I do it also, based on the feeling, because the feeling is much more accurate than whatever the mind mm -hmm. gives you. Sounds good, thank oh, you yeah. very much. Pleasure. So what would be something that you could help people with? What is it that mm -hmm. you are offering? You mentioned it uh, more or less already that you're mm -hmm. a meditation teacher but what is it that you can more concretely help people yeah. with and how they can find you mm -hmm. so i can help uh, people from the basic levels uh, like basically dealing with stress um, learning to relax uh, being able to sleep better and just to in a way learn more about their body and how to use it their mind and body because mm -hmm. this is like they're, they're, they're connected and then um, I can go even deeper than that and then we can talk about like energy energy work and many many other subjects like this mm -hmm. but all around all around focus on, on meditation and about also about being more conscious about yourself because this is this is in, in a way like what I want people to do to become more conscious and more aware of what is happening on inside of them. Another one is expanding the consciousness and realizing that there are more possibilities, not just like one possibility. There are many more. And just for people to know that yes, it's possible. And also, yes, it's possible for you to do this because Spirituality is not for the chosen ones. Everybody can do this. You just need to train. That feels like a great last sentence. Mm -hmm. So, Dragos, uh, thank you very much. Pleasure. <laughs> and uh, for the listeners, um, I want to say that this was another conversation, another episode uh, of the podcast of Gabor Speaks. And I hope that uh, you are ready to have more because I'm going to talk with a lot of interesting people that are forthcoming i don't even know exactly who but uh, there is uh, i think this conversation proved that there is a lot of things to talk about a lot of different perspectives that we can learn from and i want you to buckle up to get ready for more and always remember come speak with gabor at gaborspeaks.com